PulpMX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Greetings, everybody. Welcome in. This is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast. Presented by FXR Racing and Racetech. RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes. Low, low prices and unparalleled customer service. Free. F-R-E-E. Three-day shipping over 75 bucks. It's tough to get anything three days now. Trust me. Go to RockyMountainATVMC.com or... If you can, go to KieferInkTesting.com. Click on the Rocky Mountain widget or the banner above on my homepage. Continue to do your shopping, live your life, order, spend, whatever you guys do, and that helps us on the back end, gives us a slice of what you're purchasing, and it really does work. Trust me, I could check up on it on my dashboard. So it really does work, people, so go try it. Rocky Mountain's a great company. Thank you to those guys for coming on board, as well as FXR Racing. Use the code KKMX35 to save 30% off gear. Gear is arriving daily. It's getting restocked. Thank you. I know you guys have been waiting a long time. I hear it. I feel it. I see it. I know. Trust me. So lots of companies are having problems with stock right now because of the pandemic. People are ordering gear. But we're getting back. Go to FXRRacing.com. You can see that. Lots of cool gear. Revo, Helium, even the LE stuff that's out right now is real sexy. The guy in studio has is getting a set. Uh, he hasn't have the set yet, but he will be getting it soon. And uh, so, yeah, save yourself some money. KKMX35 will do that for you. And uh, let me know how you like your FXR gear. Email me, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com. Tell me what you think. Uh, if you think it needs to be improved anywhere, let me know. But lots of sizes, 28 to 40. Big dudes. So, Comfortable gear, stretchy, lots of ventilation, and most importantly, it's durable. So as you guys know, money isn't doesn't grow on trees, so uh, gear needs to last. Racetech, racetech.com, get your suspension and engine services done. The guy in studio did at one time have some Racetech stuff. I think he's moved on in his life. I don't know. I'm going to talk shit on him for doing that. But Racetech.com, if you want to get your engine serviced or a little bit quicker, you guys want a little bit of faster engine, the guys over there have all different types of things to do to your engine. As well as, as if you got vintage bikes, they got stuff you can do to that. You want to rebuild your suspension, change your oil, your bushings, your seals, do it up. 20 to 25 hours is about the limit when that stuff starts to break down. So take them over to Racetech and uh, get that stuff serviced, and we can help you out as well. Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. I get you a discount code and save yourself some money. Great people over there, as well as all these others, Power Motorsports, Works Connection, Ride Engineering, Chevrolet of Colleen. You drive a Chevy. Yeah. Did you get it, Chevrolet of Colleen? No. Oh. Pro Taper 60, Oregon Old Timers Association. You guys know what that is if you're old, 30 years or older. You can go to oldtimersmx.com, see the schedule. The next race for us old assholes out there is May 22nd, 23rd in, I don't know if I'm saying this right, Nirada, N-I-A-R-A-D-A, Raceway in Montana. Sounds real fun. Montana is badass. So that's May 22nd and 23rd. And then the Washington Old Timers, May 29th and 30th at Horn Rapids. Horn Rapids is badass. Have you been to Horn Rapids? Nope. All right. Well, you're no help today so far. So uh, screenprintingdone.com. Neil, you going to get some shirts made up for anything coming up? Nope. Okay. All right. (laughs) Dunlop. You going to get yourself a Dunlop? Yeah. Okay. Dunlop MX33, 53, MX12. The go-to for me and Aiden at Glen Helen. People talk shit. That was on an MX-12, but it worked. Yeah, scoops. It works really good. Uh, Plum Creek Funding. Uh, you want to get a house? Yeah, I need one. Want to get a refi? 
Zach's your guy. When it's time. Are you I'll done go. adjusting your thing? Yeah. Okay. Zach is a good dude. So if you want something, call Zach, Plum Creek Funding. He'll hook you up. And last but not least, you use this stuff, blood lubricants. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, love it. Uh, passcode. The password is Kiefer. That's right. Kiefer at bloodlubricants.com. Get 25% off a case of oil. You like that voice? Oh, yeah. Hi. <laughs> Welcome in. Dallas Dunn. How's it going? How are you? I'm good. We just got back from uh, motoing the RM Army Fun Day RMZ 250 as well as the RMZ 450. 2021 edition. Uh, okay. Let's just just go right into it. Let's go. People are like, it hasn't changed. Sucks. Suki suck. You got to kick it. Oh, big deal, man. You got a tuner app. We've had that for four years. Look, you got to fucking relax, dude. There is so much good stuff about this bike that we're going to talk about here today. And I feel like I said this in the Racer X video. It's on us as media guys, media testers. You know, hey, they're not evolving, you know, and just keep talking down, 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 down on the thing. But even though the technology hasn't evolved, the bike itself is pretty damn good. No, it's not a shootout winner if we had shootouts here at Kiefer Inc., but it's still fun to ride. If someone said, hey, man, that's all you can get, uh, I'm going to give you a shit ton of Suzuki's and you're going to go racing, I'd be like, I'm in. Give me contingency, I'm fine. You, you bought one, 2019. Yep. Go to work. Go to work, come home, ride on the weekends. That's and why'd you buy one? It was the price couldn't beat it. Right, so eighty one hundred bucks. Yeah, out the door. Another, you know, the other four fifties are over ten, and right now with the COVID markups, it's crazy. And there, you can find them out there right now, fellas, and uh, you can find them for seven grand, twenties. Yep. And if you need the MX Tuner two point which we will talk about, um, you might have to spend a little bit more money, but it's still. The lowest cost 450 that there is right now. And, as well, reliability. How long, how many hours do you have on your bike? 69. Ooh. Yeah, Did was, you do that on purpose? No, it was just, that was what it was. <laughs> that <laughs> it was great. Awesome. 69. Oh, my God. So, 69 hours on an RMZ 450. No top-end changes. No valve adjustments. Nothing. No, I just change my oil every four, four to five hours. Blood lubricants. Blood what kind of blood? 1040? Yes, the Pro Series. Scorpion or yep. Pro Series? Pro Series. Okay. Still Ten- red when it came out. Right? Mm-hmm. I know. So uh, I would say Suzuki has got a little bit of a bad rap. Some things are warranted, which we will cover, but I just feel like we're at fault as us media assholes. And Moto Memes page. And Moto Memes? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was on Instagram? Oh, yeah, they, they've laid off lately, though. They talk shit? Oh, they make the greatest Suzuki memes, but... Really? He's kind of chilled down on them lately. I don't know. <laughs> I just think there's a market for Suzuki, especially the 250. I, it's not the fastest 250, but it turns well. It handles good. Maybe a little bit stiff, but for guys coming off of 125s or maybe a kid that's starting to build up his credit that wants to have a bike, wants to go do it on his own, doesn't want to have mom and daddy pay for it, dude... I'm a young kid. I want to start my credit. I can get it financed for a Suzuki. I'm in. Yeah, the, that's awesome. It's easier than the other brands, right? Well, I think Yamaha might be. Yamaha pretty is easy, pretty but good, but Suzuki financing is is good. Whatever they go through, because I, they want to get you know they want to sell motorcycles, so. right? And for me, it's kind of like that uh, uh, Yes Man movie when he just it, you know he grants all these small, um, really low payout loans, and everyone pays them off. Yeah. So I feel like. People are appreciative, like, hey, I got a loan. I got a bike. I'm going to pay this thing off. I'm part of something because there's not a lot of Suzuki members out there right now. Yeah, it's... Uh, are we all right? Yeah, we're good. Are you amped up? Yeah. Okay. Just, just a little... Dal- okay, first... I'm tired. For those of you that know, Dallas is my buddy. He's a great photographer, awesome BMX guy, intermediate moto. He just does a lot of things really well, but there's one thing that he doesn't do well and I bust his balls about. <laughs> oh, I know where this is going. Where? What is it? <clears throat> You're gonna say I don't. I'm not very outgoing. You're not talkative. Yeah, I'm pretty talkative. I'm pretty straightforward, and and you will never know that Dallas is excited. Dallas would be excited, and this is how he sounds. Go ahead, talk to us. 
That's how I sound. Exactly. Well, there are certain things that really get me going, but... What is that? I can't think of it right now. Okay. So this this is my buddy Dallas. I brought him in because he is a Suzuki guy. He's more of the blue-collar worker. He's a straight-up dude. Although he is a five, he is an honest five. Yeah. That's good. I like That's a good one. Honest five. What's up, honest five? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about this handshake today. When you have gone to the track on your on your Suzuki, there have been looks from other Suzuki members at the track, right? The first one I remember was a milestone. I had my bike was brand new. I think I just put a FMF muffler on it, and there was another guy who just had a nineteen. He just got and he came up. And he was like, "It's kind of like I don't know. It's uh, kind of like people just want to bond, bond, yeah, bro down because you guess. feel like you're connected somehow." Well, there's not very many Suzuki's, so when you do see a guy, you kind of want to go and shoot the shit and be like, hey, what do you got? What's up with yours? And then you always hear him say, oh, dude, people always talk shit, but it's not that bad. Right. I love it, you know, and <clears throat> you just be riding across the pits, see a guy, they, they throw a peace sign, kind of like the... So, what's up? Yeah, like the guys you see on the mor- on motorcycles on the highways. Yeah, he's kind of like... Bah, bah. Yep. You know what the motorcycle guys on the highway do not like is when you're on a Honda Grom and you're on a scooter <laughs> and you do the really low one like you're... Over exaggerate it, they'll flip you off. Like poser. Yeah, they're like that guy's an idiot. That's me though. I feel like because I make fun of that the wave. But the reason why I bring this all up for you people listening and on your drives or home or wherever you listen <clears throat> is we created a handshake because I feel like the RM Army members need a handshake. You guys stop messing with that thing. It feels like I'm low. Like I'm not talking that loud. Well, you're not talking. That's why. Oh, stop it. All right. You good? Yeah. We'll get through this. Don't worry. We'll, we'll be fine. Um, the RM Army member guys, I feel like, should have their own shake because they do wave. I've talked to Intiknap a little bit. He bros down with people at the track on Suzuki's. You see a guy with a Suzuki in the back of the truck. It's a special breed. That's funny. Like the first time I I, see, I didn't know Adam yet, and I'm leaving the track at Milestone. He just throws his hands up. What's up? Yeah, he's like, oh, you know, Suzuki. Yeah, he was right. all pumped. Like, I even asked him, like, away from just here when he comes over, like, do you miss your Honda? And he's like, no, honestly, no. He's like, my Suzuki's really good. So uh, we created a a little dap down, what the kids call it, a little handshake. You can go view that on my Instagram page. I thought it was going to be lamer than it was, and then I saw it. It's pretty cool. It was fun. It was great. It's funny. It's, It's People are like, so I brought Kenny Day out there. He is Kenny is the Fox, um, basically professional rep for Kenny, Adam, and the Pro Circuit team. So he handles all the gear for those guys. And he just got back from Salt Lake. He had some Honda gear on, and you know I put him on the Suzuki. And he actually he took the RMZ250 home because he liked it. Uh, but we created this little fun video on the Instagram about you know people just uh, throwing up a handshake and creating a bond within Yellow Magic. It came out way better than I thought. Yeah, it's good. So I hope people actually keep this thing going, like the Suzuki guys out there. So you guys listening, keep the shake going. Keep the <laughs> dap going. Let's bond with other Suzuki people. Create a little, you know, uh, an army, like RM Army, of Suzuki guys that are tight-knit dudes. I think it's cool. It'd be cool to see to go to a track and just see, a, like, over in the corner, just all Suzuki dudes. Like, just part park together. Yeah. Cause you don't. Know I don't them. think we'll see that hand that that dab down though. Not here. I don't think. We'll I think see we'll it. see it on the East Coast. Really? It might be too cool. It might be the guys out here in SoCal are too cool to do it. Probably. I'm gonna do it. If I see a guy at the track and I have the Suzuki doing some testing, I'm going to do it, and I want to see if he remembers how to do it. Will you remember how to do it? Yeah, I was actually thinking about on the drive up here. I was, I was pumped. I had nailed it the first time. <laughs> Uh, another fun thing we did over on racerxonline.com. I think this will be up before the video goes up. But I grabbed a random guy in the pits that had a Suzuki. I saw that a, a guy had a Suzuki. I walked up to him, and I offered Sal. His name is Sal, S-A-U-L. Uh, hopefully I didn't mess that up. But his name's Sal, and he had, like I said, a, a 16 RMZ 450. And I said, hey, do you want to ride a new one? And then we interviewed him on what it was like from his 16 to the 21, and why he bought a Suzuki. The dude was energetic. 
Yeah, he loved was. riding. Uh, he thought it was bitched when he would beat his buddies on the Suzuki because the, his buddies talk trash on the Suzuki. Uh, so this is what I'm saying. Like, there's a there's a close knit group of guys now that Suzuki has formed with this bond uh, with the RM Army. So it's fun to listen to random people talk about why they purchased their yellow bikes, uh, how they've got along with them. And I'm just tired and sick and tired of the same old shit that you see on the video. Oh, it's an RMZ 450. I'm just going to loan it out to my buddy. Here's a test. Or, or here's the MX Tuner app. And, so, and the, there's no differences in the video. So it's kind of nice just to pick random people and do some, some fun stuff. I think a lot more people, if they rode the bike, they would appreciate it more and think it's not that bad. Why do you think it has the stigma that it does? Well, you know, it's behind. I right. think they just they feed off of that. So, I know a lot of uh, a couple media outlets. They don't even if your bike hasn't changed. Like let's say your bike wins the shootout in 2020, you roll over to 2021 and it didn't change. You're not winning the shootout because you didn't advance anything. Yeah, I think that's bullshit. <clears throat> it goes off a of feeling. So, for me, the Suzuki has a lot of good feelings on the track. There's a couple things that it needs to work on, but overall, we'll address this. RMZ 450. So I didn't ride it today. I let Dallas and Kenny kind of handle those duties, but I've ridden the older ones. I've messed with the tuner app. So Suzuki has a broad range of power. The linear character of this engine is shouldn't be feared, I would like to say, like from a guy moving up from a 250. It doesn't have a lot of snap like a Yamaha. Um, it doesn't have the, the over-rev like a KTM. It's in between, kind of like what I said in the Racer X video, it's in between uh, a Kawasaki and a KTM. Um, you've been on it longer than I have. You're on, you're on a Honda now. You bought a 21 Honda. Yep. Compare the engines for guys listening to this. Like, Compare your Honda engine versus your Suzuki engine, if you can. Well, I mean, the new Honda's not as crazy as it was. It's a 20. Right. So it's a little more similar to the RMZ, the power now. But the power on the RMZ, I mean, if you're moving up from a 250, I think it's it's pretty good. Like my buddy, he bought he moved up from a 250, we got the Honda. Yeah. Sold it. It's too went much. back to a 250. Maybe if he had a, went to a RMZ right. 450, it wouldn't have been too crazy for him. Right. <clears throat> so it's really manageable power. Yeah, and I guess I don't. I'm pretty guilty of this too. Like when people email and ask me what bike should I get um, for a mellow, smoother power, I'm always considering a Kawasaki or a KTM. But I should probably throw in Suzuki, and I forget sometimes. But I'm not a big fan of the Showa stuff. That BFRC shock. If they would just that would be such a big improvement if they put that. Just put a normal shock on. Yeah. Let's get rid of that, right? And get some good suspension. I think it would actually help. Let's let's say it doesn't go up in technology and it still has a Kickstarter, doesn't have e-start, but we got a different suspension package that's good, stable, not as rigid, not as finicky as that BFRC. Uh, I would actually probably recommend that bike. Yeah, once you put some just do a few things to it, you'll already like off the showroom floor, if you just do like some of the controls, handlebars, yeah, grips, Right. And a few little things, it's already going to be a big improvement. Uh, on the Kickstarter situation, since it does have that, it it's not super sensitive. I feel like once you have the stroke down to kick it, it's one to two times it fires up. Yeah, when it's cold, I'll put the, I'd put the choke on. Right. Two, it'd mostly be three uh-huh. from cold. And then the rest of the day, it's fine. It's one good. kick, two kicks. Yeah, yeah. one kick. Uh, you mentioned in the video that you go up a tooth on yours just to try to get more of a third gear pull. Yeah, uh, I can run third gear mo- more on on smaller tracks. Okay. So I can ride a third gear rather than drop into second gear a lot of the times. But that kind of bites me in the ass if I go to Glen Helen. Then I'm kind of signing off a lot on top. Uh, okay. Yeah. So that's where it's. But do you not... shift to fourth then at Glen Helen? Um, probably on the start straight. Okay. Yeah. Um, I never did do that. I left stock gearing on mine, and I was always okay. But my roll speed's maybe a little bit different than yours in the corners, so I could see how some people would want to do that. So if that if you have one and that's what you're dealing with, you want some more third gear. You want to get in third gear sooner out of a corner or maybe, hey, 
I want to roll third gear in a corner and lug it and maybe just use the clutch a little bit to get me out, that could be an option. Yeah, I think I, I'm more of a rever. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... If really? I, I Maybe. I don't feel like you are. I think if I lugged it more, it might be better, uh-huh. but I feel like I'm always wanting to be in that RPM. Going back to you riding this bike today, did you, like, at any point be like, oh, I missed this? The turning. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, like, it leaned, it leaned over... Like I have trouble on my on my Honda. I've noticed that like I'll go into like try and lay it down in a corner in a corner like a rut as hard as I can or as low as I can, and I'll have like commitment issues with my foot and actually hanging it out and mm-hmm. trying to stay low. Today I was trying to do that and it was like pretty effortless. I just would come into a corner and it would just kind of take over and just do it like without even really hardly having to really think about it. I think I mentioned that. I still feel like KTM might corner better than Suzuki, but there's something to be said about how much front wheel traction I have on a Suzuki. I think what you're talking about, that commitment issue you have on your Honda, there's a vague point somewhere in that front end. Even if you put a good tire on it, I still have that feel. Uh, Something about a Suzuki, man, you have a massive amount of front wheel lean angle traction. It feels like your tire contact patch is very wide. Like I could lean, 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 and then I can feel it break traction where maybe on the Honda I can lean, lean, break traction. You know? Yeah. Like I just feel like the tire has a wider patch feel. Felt good in the corners. Even even those last the last little bit I went out to shoot with Spence. Yeah. And then I did a few laps after we went in, and track was really dry, uh-huh. and it, it was a lot more rougher than earlier. If that, I think it I shined. Felt, yeah, I felt the best out there. I think because obviously you're riding more, but yeah, like, you can feel the bike that was getting better. It wasn't that bad. I just would kind of slow down to get more of a feel of the dirt. Yeah, and it was it was pretty good actually. X thirties. Yeah. How you feel? I'm out. Are you? Yeah. Uh, I only like on my when I got my bike, I only had them because I was like, I don't want to buy new tires right away. But I didn't like them, and then once I put the thirty threes on, I was I, I still, was stoked on them. Yeah, Dunlop is a better tire. I'm a three S thirty three guy. I don't like a thirty three front. Um, but I don't mind an X twenty Bridgestone, which is their soft sand tire. The X thirty is more of a, a intermediate, and the X forty is a hard pack. So if you're looking to stick with a Bridgestone. X20 front and an X30 rear is a good combo because I feel like you have a little bit more feel with an X20. Um, the Bridgestones don't chunk. Um, they last a long time. I just have to run a lower air pressure, like 12 PSI. But I concur on the Suzuki, man. Like I have a lot of lean angle feel. I do feel like it corners really well. If you have problem cornering and you're looking for a bike to help with that technique, the RMZ 250 or the 450 do oblige with that uh, case. You guys always hit me up and say, hey, man, I can't corner my bike to doing this. Well, you got to check yourselves. How's your technique? You, you know, Some of you guys, oh, my technique's good. I feel like that's bullshit. Uh, look, cornering's hard. It's hard to commit, like you said. It's hard to keep your foot up, hard to, put, to point your toe in, hard to get in the rut. It, you got to roll it a certain way. You got to get off the rear brake. There's all kinds of shit going on. The Suzuki gives you least amounts of headaches when you can do that. It kind of helps you along, right? Yeah, it was it was good today. Um, I wasn't complaining. The downside to a Suzuki, it's a little bit rigid. Not as rigid to me, and maybe we disagree here. I feel like it's less rigid than a Honda. Let's uh, compare your 21 Honda to this today. You feel like you're... Kind of hard uh, for me really? to compare. To me, I feel like straight line stability is better on a Suzuki than it is a 21 Honda 450. I can... Get into a corner a little bit better on the Suzuki. I can leading up to the corner. I feel like it's better. Now, that's not to say that suspension is better because the Honda suspension, to me, even though soft stock, is better than the RMZ 450. But the feeling of the chassis not skipping out on me, not deflecting, uh, on-throttle uh, plant sensation, the bike feels planted. Like, I feel like I'm biting into the ground with my knobbies. Unlike... A Honda, where I feel like the knobby is really light on the ground, and I'm just feeling it skate underneath me a little. That bit. is true. Yeah. So kind of now that I'm thinking about it, maybe it does wait. Have a good con- contact patch. Yeah, maybe wait. I know the Suzuki is two two forty nine, two forty eight, two forty nine. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, and the Honda's two forty two three. So 
I'm not sure. On the seven, Honda. eight pounds. It does make a difference. With weight comes traction and planted feel. The KTM is is an anomaly. It does everything pretty good. Like how light that thing is, it's pretty fucking stable. And that has something to do with that chromoly chassis. It's, we're dealing with aluminum over here, so it's a little bit different. But if we're doing apples to apples, Honda to Suzuki, I do think that there is more forgiveness within that chassis than the Yamaha. You said you bought some engine mounts that were better. Yeah, they helped a ton. Okay. <clears throat> Where at? Uh, let's see. Exiting corners. Okay. Uh, that was really good. It just kind of it made the whole bike feel softer all around. So like the initial touch, slap downs. Yeah. The initial bump absorption. Bump absorption. Uh, bump absorb. Go ahead. Absorb. Well, let's work through it together. I'll help you. Bump absorption. Absorption. No. Ub. <laughs> I can't say it right let's now. Let's try it. Let's all work together. We're all working together on this. We're all family. Ub. Say ub. Ub. Absorption. Absorption. There you go. There we go. Absorption. Absorption. Boom. <laughs> Making dreams happen here, here on the we podcast. Go. So I agree. Like, um, I'm not a big engine mount guy, but the two bikes that I thought they do work well, and you can decide on yourself. You want Works Chassis Labs, FCP. That's up to you guys. Like, I don't know enough about the two brands. I see how much different they are. But I did uh, try the, I think it's the FCP mounts, and they did help. The compliancy. They did help on the Honda. They helped on the Suzuki. Those are the two bikes that I feel. Now I'm talking about the 2020 Honda 450, not the 21. I, when I tested with those, those actually helped the compliancy of the bike. I do not think the engine mounts are needed in other realms. Um, for me, KTM, Yamaha, Cowie, I think the stock ones are good. But you're right. I feel like Suzuki needed some help in that area, and those those two companies can kind of help that along. Last year when we had the 20 test bike, I rode my bike back-to-back with the test bike. They had right. stock mounts and suspension and stuff. But, yeah, you can kind of feel this everywhere. It was just... Not as rigid. Yeah. Uh, suspension, again, BFRC. You can go to my website, keyforingtesting.com. I got some tricks. You can try to help yourself there. Um, I mean, we can really spend a whole hour and a half on this shock if you need be, but it, it is a tough sucker to manage. I would try to run about 107 millimeters of sag on this thing and run your fork at the stock level, which is 5 millimeter. Anything lower kind of hurts the cornering, doesn't improve stability, so it's kind of not an even trade. So uh, the fork itself on the 450 is a little bit divey. I do notice that uh, on throttle, on the shock, it's good. Like it follows the ground well, but it's when off throttle hitting bumps, I get a kick, I get a little harsh point, and then the fork dives. So for me, the best thing was to do is to stiffen up the fork, get some pull rods for this. Did you try uh, that on your bike? Yeah, both bikes had the one millimeter ride yeah. engineering. That kind of calms that kick down off throttle. Yeah. Um, so that helped. So It helps you run that proper sag number. So you can get back to 105? Yeah, because otherwise we were running like what, 110, 112. You, I went that low and I didn't like it. Yeah. So I went to 107, 108. Yeah, that was good with the... Um, the rods? Yeah. Yeah. I even went with the rods. I went to 106 and that was okay. Um, and that actually helped stability and still kept that nice lean-in corner feel on the 450. So um, I feel like Showa could do a better job of doing some a fork setting, which I think they are going to do. I don't know for sure, but I think 22 will have some changes within the suspension of the RMZ. I'm not saying that we're going to get an e-start or something drastic, but I, I feel like we're going to get something a little bit better in the suspension department. So hopefully... That shock finds its way back into uh, a a vault somewhere where we don't have to see that thing uh, in a long time. It kind of reminds me of <laughs> what was it? KYB a PSF two fork? Oh my god, horrible fork, nightmare. What year was that on? Two thousand sixteen Honda four fifty. Ooh, yeah, I remember. I actually remember that PSF two. PSF one was decent, good. PSF two nightmare, like this BFRC. So. Um, back in the day, I think Mookie tried BFRC on, on a bike. I know Weston Pike had one. He liked it in Supercross, so he ran it. But for the common man, it's just, 
to isn't Adam running one on the Cowie? I don't know. I thought I seen could be a version. Yeah, Yeah, maybe. Uh, But these guys are hitting things at such a fast speed. It's a different shaft rate, and it's just really doesn't do anything for us normal guys that just want to have a good time and have some comfort. So uh, ergonomically, the bike is set really nice. A shorter guy to me today commented when he rode a Suzuki that there was too much room between the pegs and the seat. For me, I'm six foot. I think the ergos are pretty damn good. I like it. I feel like compared to that to like a KTM, a KTM, I feel like I'm really up on top. Okay. So do you feel like you like having being in a bike more? Yeah. Versus on top of a bike? Yeah. It, and that's why I kind of like about the Honda. It's pretty similar feeling mm-hmm. ergos wise. It's the RMZ. Yeah, I almost feel like it's the ergos are an in between. Like I'm, I'm in, but not. I'm in and on. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like, like to me, like a Yamaha. I feel like I'm in it too much. Like it's too pockety. I have too much of a pocket. The Kawasaki feels okay at first, and then the seat breaks down. And feels like shit. Honda feels amazing right away. Like I sit on a Honda, I'm like, oh, this feels nice. I like that. Um, Suzuki is similar to me. Like the ergos are nice. I like the bar bend. It's a nice bar bend. The bar bend's not bad. No. Yeah. Um, I think the bar itself is a little bit rigid. I would go to a Pro Taper, ProTaper.com. Uh, what bend would you would you recommend, Kiefer? I can see that email coming in. I would try to keep close to the same bend as the fat bar that's on there. SX Race is very close. It has a little bit more sweep. So if you're looking for a Pro Taper bar, which will I think, did you go to a Pro Taper on yours? Did we put one on there for you? Um, I had an ODI at first, and then I don't remember what it was at the end. Pro Taper. No, I had, a, the, I had Renthal. The Pro Taper dampens the vibration a little bit more. Um, it takes care of some of that, and you'll get a little bit more flex, so that'll help with rigidity, things that you may want to help yourself with on the 450. Um, recovery reliability. I think the chain, the sprockets are all good stock. They last a long time, unlike other brands where the chains are really chintzy and shitty. Uh, I'm not really down with that. Got a pretty good amount. I don't remember exactly, but I remember the sprocket lasted a pretty good yeah. amount of time. And the bolts, too, you just got to be really careful with them when pulling them off. You know, you can't get too crazy with them because they, they are kind of tender compared to, like, the Honda hardware I have now. Mm-hmm. I noticed it can be a, still want softer bolts. Yeah. Oh, really? Um, on my bike, I stripped out the top subframe seat bolts okay so what i did was i just went a little bigger tapped it and i ran some beefier bolts okay and they were it was good but that was never really had any problem with stripping anything i stripped a shit ton on a cowie but never on a suzuki um we (laughs) it's funny did you did you know this suzuki was the first one to have fuel injection in a a motocross machine yeah yeah crazy like i brought that up the other day and they're like what i go yeah dude who uh, who we t- I was talking to Intignap, and I go, dude, 08, 450. Then it was the Cowie, right? The oh, leaders in fuel injection, Suzuki. Yep. What happened, Suzuki? You guys were on your way. Dude, and the 2012 RMZ 40 was my favorite, one of my favorite bikes to ride. I had a 13. French, no, French. I had 11. Oh, and then I had a 14. Great, great bike. Frame change kind of ruined it for me because it wasn't as soft. And it wasn't as compliant. I rode Alessi's 2012 RMZ14, and I fell in love. So I took one from Dirt Rider and rode that, and I loved it. Hey, guys. Sorry to chime in here and interrupt this awesome Suzuki RM Army podcast, but we're going to hit a commercial. Dallas, do you listen to commercials when you listen to the show? I need to more often. Sometimes I do, and then sometimes I skip a little bit. All right. Stand by. Listen to these commercials. Support these advertisers. We'll be right, right back. All-American Chevrolet in Killeen, Texas is a proud supporter of Keeper Inc. and invites everyone to experience the difference for all of your Chevy sales and service needs. Mention Keeper Inc. and get 50% off your next oil change and a front end alignment at no charge. Remember, whether you're hauling your bikes to the weekend track, trail, or race, or commuting to the job that pays for your moto habit, we have the truck to get you there in style. Visit us online anytime at ChevyColleen.com. That's All-American Chevrolet of Killeen. Chevy, find new roads. ScreenPrintingDone.com T-shirts! Get your sassy T-shirts! Yeah! Good morning. We didn't catch your name last night. ScreenPrintingDone.com I'm not supposed to be within 200 feet of a Chuck E. Cheese. I need that shirt. Where'd you get that shirt? ScreenPrintingDone.com Let's get into this T-shirt. It's a cute top. Where'd you get that shirt? ScreenPrintingDone.com 
That does sound awesome. I see things no one should ever see. I got a pretty dumb sense of humor, bro. Screenprintingdone.com <laughs> You an older dude looking to race some races? Maybe looking to do some longer motos? OregonOldTimers.com is coming out with a new 2021 schedule. We will have that up on the new shows in January. So check them out. OregonOldTimers.com Any questions about going to the Old Timers Association, hit me up, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com, and I'll help you out. See you guys at the races next year. Hey, Kiefer, what oil should I run? What weight should I run? Lots of emails coming in about oil. You know what I choose? BloodLubricants.com, 1040 Pro Series Synthetic Oil. If you guys haven't run Blood Lubricants Synthetics, you should try it. Email Jeff over there at Blood Lubricants, info at BloodLubricants.com. Mention the code Kiefer, get 25% off a case of oil. I run the 1040 Pro Series in all of my test bikes here. It works great. Keeps the engine cooler as well. Clutch life is enhanced and longer. I go through clutches on that Yamaha YZ450F every 10 hours. Now I can go 15 hours. So great oil. Email Jeff over there. Use the code. Save self some money. Email me, chris at keyforinktesting.com if you have any questions about the oil. I'm happy to help. You got a new bike? Hell, you got an old bike? Go to ride-engineering.com. You can use the code KT25 to get 25% off. If you're looking for anything chassis-related, clamps, bar mounts, axle blocks, whatever it is, they even got calipers, brakes, they do it all over there at ride-engineering.com. So go check them out. Use the code. Save yourself some money. If you have any questions, you guys know the email. Visit them. Ride-engineering.com. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to protaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450, and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars. You don't want a crossbar. Pro Taper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The race cut grips. Come on. I am an SX Race Evo and Fusion guy. So go check them out. ProTaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to KeeferInkTesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. Keyfring testing, it's a great place to do it. You know what else is? ProTaper. ProTaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or... Maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. If you guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keeferinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720 212 Four six eight five Plum Creek Funding. Zach Morris, hit him up. You guys looking to buy a new bike? 2021s are out. Go to Power Motorsports. That's right, they're in Oregon. PowerMotorsports.com. If you guys want a deal on a Yamaha, ooh, or a Kawasaki, ah, or maybe, just maybe, you want a KTM. They got them all there. They have Kiefer Inc. testing special discounts. Email me, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and I will get you in touch with David Sibley. That's right, David Sibley at Power Motorsports. He knows the drill. He knows Keyforink Testing gives the best deals possible, and so do Power Motorsports. Hit him up, powermotorsports.com. All right, we're back. Thank you for listening to these commercials. Dallas, did you listen to the commercials? Yes, I did. Did you learn anything? Yes, I listen for the discount codes. There it is. Save you some money. You know, if you want to become a 7 from a 5, listen to the commercials. It gets you hyped up. Oh, yeah. There it is. Also, what I want to tell you guys as well is 
the the tuner. So we got an MX tuner now that's new for Suzuki. You can create your own maps. I'm going to work on some custom maps that I'm going to do myself. So I'm going to work on that, uh, which you're going to have to help me with. Okay. Does uh, that come? That comes with the bike, right? Yes. Okay. Um, it is a little bit of pain. So it's not as easy. So it does come with the get. Uh, let me pull this up here. It's a get map or app, right? So it's the we get. W-I-GET. It's just like a GET Ignition. They have their own app. You download that app. You can connect it to your what they call a CCU, which is a separate piece you plug into your Suzuki as well as you plug in a battery. You have the charge, and then you connect via Wi-Fi, right? Can you get any data, like, off there? Yes. It has settings. It has hour meter. It has maintenance schedules. It all has all of that. That's is that what you're cool. talking about? Yeah. Um, I asked if there were alerts. I thought it would be cool to have an alert on your app to say, hey, man, you change your oil every two and a half hours. You can put that in there. Like a notification. The runtime obviously goes onto your app, and it just throws up a badge or something on your phone to say, hey, man. Well, you'd have to connect it, though, I think, for that, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. You go to connect it to see, and the badge will alert will come up and say, hey, you need to change your oil. Yeah. I think they're working on that, which would be bitching. So uh, that's just, you know, software issue. They could just update the app. Right. So it is a little bit more of a lengthy process to connect to the WeGet system, but it's not horrible. I said this in the video. I go, if you guys are Arm Army guys, you're not lazy people, you're going to kickstart your bike, you want to connect a battery and then connect the CCU, not huge. It took me three minutes to get it all hooked up. The WeGet app is very basic. It's not that hard. I was a little bit scared of it at first because I saw it. I'm like, well, with the Cowie, you got to buy that tool, right? Uh, yeah, you got to buy. Yeah, so that's a lot more, and it's not, and it's a little bit more complex with the Kawasaki. So for me, this was a lot easier. It has factory maps already installed into your app, so it has an aggressive, leaner, richer, smooth, and then also it has apps for your standard black coupler, gray, and white. So if you ever get lost. Hey, man, I want to go back to my standard white coupler. You plug your white coupler in, you download this map, boom, you're back to your stock map. That's pretty cool. So then you can try all of these, okay? You can try all of these maps with different couplers. thought that was bitching. So, yes, it'll change the fuel side, but the ignition side will stay the same. But, hey, I just want a little bit more response. Like Kenny wanted some of that today. We gave that to him. He liked it. I changed your map a little bit today. You thought you wanted to go a different direction. You still want a little bit more hit down yeah. low on the 450, but it's still nice to be able to uh, adjust some things if you're that kind of a guy. It doesn't take that much effort. I know some some of <laughs> some of us old dudes are scared of technology. Uh, it's not that hard. I'm an older guy. I feel like I come from the pre-cell phone era, and I can work an iPhone fairly well. I'm not great at it, but I can find my way around. I think most people, you'd be surprised. Gotten, you'd be yeah, surprised. Know, but... Like, there's a lot of older men out there. Like, I don't want to screw with it. I got a flip phone. I don't. My want dad's phone. still on flip phone. Really? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, <clears throat> just try to expand your horizons a little bit. Give yourself a chance, and you can see the difference in your bike. I'm going to create some maps. I'll share them on keyforingtesting.com. You can try them. Put them in your phone. Tell me what you think. But what I'm going to try to do to the 450 is create a little bit more of aggressive, low-end feel. Keep that nice, meaty mid-range that the Suzuki has that I like. Um, out of all the mid-range feeling that I have with all these 450s, the, the mid-range on the Suzuki is really nice and meaty. I like that. It is. Uh, it doesn't <clears throat> rev out as much, so I would like it to pull a little bit longer. So I'm going to work on that. So that's what I'm going to try to encompass, a Kiefer map where... Hey, I'm going to get you a little bit more bottom in, keep that mid, and then increase that length up on top. I wouldn't mind having, like, if Honda had that, it'd be cool. Right? Yeah. You got th- I, I got three maps, and that's it. I got to get, like, flashed or something if I want to change it. Honda does have a tool, but they don't announce it, and it, you can't really get it. Yeah. So they do have one, but it's it's not. But it, then you want to talk about complex. That's You got to go in, and you got to hook up a laptop, and that. No one wants to do that. Tuning, it, it takes a lot to I'm actually. Not, do it Jamie not, or Chad. I don't yeah. want to bring my laptop to a truck. I feel like I'll ruin it. You know, and then you have to buy a separate laptop just in case that thing goes to shit. Right. So yeah. 
it's nice to have these apps. I feel like more of these companies, maybe Honda, are going to go to this WeGet app uh, maps because Get is doing some cool – even has, like, service. I'm looking at this right now, maintenance schedules, um, 27 hours. You can go to your monitor. You can TPS. There's options to make notes about each day at the track. That's so, pretty cool. That way you don't have to write it down. Yeah, you can have, like, a little Bible within <clears throat> your in your phone on your bike. So, I mean – you guys can talk shit all you want about this little thing that they came out with, but it does help. You actually got to try it. Did what did they have to add to the actual bike? Uh, I don't think so. I think it's all built in with the ECU, and then maybe they, just a couple plugs, huh? Yeah, and I think it's in the wiring harness. Obviously, we know that, but like to be able to have a couple connections for the Wi-Fi and the CCU, and then the battery. I think that's that's pretty much it. And then it's all internal, yeah. um, shit that I way smarter people are doing it than me. So, um, RMZ250, Dallas didn't get to ride it that much. Spoke with Kenny. I've ridden this thing a lot. Again, I had Aiden ride it. Not so, not a lot of bottom-end torque. It does have a good bottom-end response, bottom-end low-end RPM response, but the torque is just not there like a, like a uh, Yamaha or a KTM, okay? So, good for up-and-coming kids, kids that want to start the credit and get a bike, uh, you want to keep your kid a little bit safer and get a little bit smoother power under him after he's on a 125. The downside to the RMZ 250, it is, it is sprung for a 185 pound dude. Like Kenny the fork, was, right? Forks both. Like I remember doing this on one of my shootouts la- two years ago, which is the same setting. I went. The Suzuki guys brought and the KYB guys brought. Uh, a set of suspension that was one spring rate lower with the same valving that it's in it now, and it was fucking phenomenal. And I go, you guys doing that next year? They're like, yes. The next year's bike came out, didn't happen. So for whatever reason, I feel like that should be updated, which I think it will, hopefully in 22. I have a little bit lighter spring rate, be more compliant, more plush. Uh, Heavier guys, rejoice, because you'll never see a 185-pound target on a 250. Never going to see it. Your, your, your target on production will be 160 pounds, 165 pounds. That's the target weight. When we go do these tests, there's three dudes typically. I am the middle guy. I am the middle-weighted dude. There is a guy heavier than me, and there's a guy lighter than me. So the sag gets set for me, and that's the target weight. Honda, that's how it goes. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Again, much like the 450, it's low to mid-range feel on the RMZ 250. Not a lot of top in. Obviously, we can move it around with this new app and the 2.0 engine tuning system. So things that I'm going to try to do here in the future to try to get you some more information on Suzuki because there's still a lot of you guys out there that have this bike that crave RM Army freaking settings. There's a lot of bikes out there, even though because we don't see it, here in Southern California that much, I think there's it's more prominent in the Midwest and back east, which the tracks are better over there anyway. You ever ridden back east? Uh, just South Carolina. But it's the woods. Off-road. Yeah. No moto. No. Would you ever consider going back to Suzuki to purchase a bike? If they come out with something that's cutting edge, so the, is that Is and, that the reason why you, you sold your bike? I just... Let's be real. I wanted a Honda. I seen Why? it came come out, and I was like, "That's oh. exactly what I wanted to hear." Yeah, that is exactly the reason for a lot of people. I bought a Honda because it looks unreal. Black with red wheels. I mean, black yeah. wheels with red. It just. This is my problem with the Honda, though. Like I ride it, and I'm like, "Fuck, it's not as good as it looks." It looks great, but I mean, I, I and then you got the Suzuki. Honestly, it looks no. The Suzuki looks great, good, and it it's pretty good. Yeah, I like well, I, I ride it. I'm like, huh, it's pretty good. It just takes a few things. People like if they buy it, it's gonna if you just customize it to your to yourself, right? It's day and night different than when you get Unless off the Unless you're floor. at the, the, the five percentile of racers, okay? These two fit the RMZ two fifty and the four fifty are fine. They're great. People will say, well, how come you don't ride them, Kiefer? Look, I'm at the tip of the spear of I'm a spoiled little bitch. I get all this shit, right? I find what I like. This Yamaha or the Honda or the KTM, I like that power. I like the fit. Um, yeah, it's Suzuki is not my go-to, but it sure isn't 
off of my list to not ride it. I've had bikes that I do not want to ride. I would rather ride the Suzuki. If someone offered me, and this is probably going to sound so bad. I shouldn't even say this, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> God, I get in trouble for some of this stuff. Uh, someone said, hey, I'm going to offer you a Suzuki RMZ 450 or a KX 450. I'm going to take an RM. Really? I, I think Cowie is good. Just I feel like I'm towing a trailer behind me oh, when, when yeah. I'm turning. And I got to have a bike that corners because I feel like that's where I make up my time on guys is in corners. So I have to have something that corners, and the RMZ does that. I'll fix the stability a little bit. I'll fix the harshness a little bit. I'll get some more power. That's it's easy. It's hard to fix the Cowie at times to make it a tighter cornering machine. Stability. Yeah, Glenn Helen, Cowie's amazing. But that's what I'm saying is, like, people go with looks a lot of times. Honda is exactly that. Like, you went and bought a Honda because it looks unreal. You watch Kenny Roxon, You watch Chase Sexton ride that. You're like, oh, 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 woo, man, I love a Honda. It looks fucking good. And then you ride. Yeah, what? but those JGR, JGR bikes. They're, On the they're Suzuki th- side? Yeah. Well, look at the HEP team. Yeah, they look Look ripping good. starts. Yeah. Max Anstey's ripping starts. Yeah. <clears throat> they just got ugly gear. That's why it doesn't look sick. Some of the Thor stuff they had is ugly. I've seen better looking gear on the Star Team floor. Mix it up. The Suzuki's a good looking bike. I have it in the I was I drove past I drove past you on the way home today. The yellow and blue looks cool. Yeah. It looks awesome. And if you don't like blue, you could just get a different gas tank cover. Dude, put an FMF muffler on that thing, the blue. Mm-hmm. It looks unreal. I was at a Bell intro two weeks ago. Uh, the the owner, Ryan, at Throttle Syndicate pulled up with a Suzuki. I was like, dude, that thing looks fucking amazing. He did some stuff to it, like put a pipe on it, put some suspension on it. I rode it. thing was fun, dude. Fun to ride. Just little things, and you're different. I like the fact that you're not the same. It's cool to show up to track, and it's, well, it is cool, but you don't see the same bike. You got like a couple guys, or maybe you're the only dude on the track with that bike. Yes, I mean it's it's kind of cool to be different too. Yes, let's face it. If you're shredding on a Suzuki, people are like, "Oh well, it's not that bad." Look at that guy; he's going pretty good. Not even that. People are like, "Who's that dude? What's that guy all about?" Because you don't you stand out. You're just there's twelve dudes on the track that are ripping Yamaha KTM. Then you got some dude on a Suzuki. You're like, "Huh, that dude's shredding and it's different. That's awesome." Like, I see a guy on a Suzuki, I'm like, that's badass. That's awesome. So, viable option, still a good bike, 250, 450 from Suzuki, still very good. I wanted to do a podcast. I know it's not as deep dive, as techie as maybe some of you guys wanted. I want to get a setting. I would love to just tell you guys this is where we're at, but quite frankly, I didn't ride today. Uh, I've been hurt for a little bit, Um, so I'm going to be back riding next week. But the track wasn't the suspension type of track, right? It's a good track to get um, the bike's feet wet, the rider's feet wet, some videos, some photos. has lots of corners. We can talk about the cornering, some traction. Not a lot, not a lot of bumps there. It didn't get rough today. There was not very many. You're just coming back from riding. Oh. So I think this bike was the best choice for you, honestly. Like, we could have put you on something else. It probably would have tore your arms off. Well, my I bike feel like didn't you, tear my arms off the other day. Your Honda? Yeah. It felt okay? Yeah. Happy with your, your purchase decision? Yeah, I love my bike. How much are you paying on that a month? 203 It is expensive. It's, it's way more expensive. How much did you buy that for? Let's tell people. Eleven seven. That's what Steve, but, Steve at Paul McMahon calls <laughs> That's what that. he calls me. That's my name. Because he can't believe he spent $12,000 on a bike. Yep. There's people who spent When it's more, all too. said and done. Oh, I'm going to pay it off this year. Hold on. How much is it when it's all said and done? Uh, if you pay, if you go out the full term, it's a lot. Seventeen? No. You sure. Yeah. How what's the interest rate on it? Um, six. I think eight. Uh, I've seen interest rate eighteen. Something. Yeah. When you pay like in a card, like a Yamaha card, it was like eighteen percent. So, going off of that notion, Suzuki has good financing. Uh I don't know what banks they use. I wish I could have found this out for you guys. But a couple of my buddies started their credit with Suzuki. Back in the day, I started my credit on a jewelry account for a oh, chick yeah. that I had on a ring. It was like 400 yeah. bucks. Idiot. I want to buy my chick a ring. I mean, come on. Dude. It started you out with your credit. 
It does, but I didn't think I could get a bike back then, but it's cool that Suzuki does that. Um, the APRs are low. There's zero down. There's or there's like twelve months free interest right now. And they now. got those rebates. It's crazy. Like <clears throat> I went back to Temecula like a w- couple weeks after I got my bike. Yeah. Or even the day I got my bike, they were like fifty eight ninety nine. Really, fifty eight. Yeah, they had like a crazy like two thousand twenty. Suzuki. Yes. Fuck six grand. I should. But then the other that... day, my buddy he called, and now like it was like they were like ten out the door. Really? But, I think because they can sell them now. Yeah, like it's it's they they're like, oh well, this guy won't buy it. The next guy that walks through the door will. It's crazy because they're selling so much shit. I don't I don't uh, recommend doing that. Um, I would try to find a deal. You can still find new Suzuki's at least four fifty size for eighty two hundred bucks on the two fifty side high sevens. So that's a good deal on a new bike that's going to last you. Again. Clutches are decent on the Suzuki, both sides, 250 and 450. No, it's not a hydraulic clutch. I don't really care. I, I like the clutch feel, and I like the levers a lot on the on Do the you Suzuki. like cable or hydraulic? Now you're on hydraulic with the Honda. Yeah. What you like? The cable wasn't bad on the Suzuki. Right. And that clutch, too, lasted. It lasts a long time. I remember when I first got my bike, I got a Henson setup from a buddy, mm-hmm. but my clutch was still good. And even after I got put the Henson in there, it was lasted the rest of the whole hour, you know, right. the whole time I had it. Yeah, man, like, I'm I'm pretty hard on clutches myself. I drag the clutch a lot, and I can go 10 to 11 hours on a Yamaha 450. I can go 17 hours on a Suzuki. KTM, I can go 25, 26, but I like the feel of a cable more to me than I do a, a hydraulic clutch. Just the way it – maybe it's because I was raised on a, on a cable. I don't know, but I just feel like the action um, – the engagement point, it's not on-off feeling. Yeah. I can get better starts. I'm just more of a cable type of dude. So, uh, Suzuki, you don't need to go to hydraulic clutch. You don't have to impress us with that. Drop a little weight. Put an e-start on. I think a lot of the hate will go away, and I bet you the shit would sell like hotcakes, dude. Oh, yeah. I think that's what everyone wants. They just want, they want, they a want button. the button. Right. And then hopefully not add weight to it, right? Exactly. I don't want the button with five extra pounds, right? which I think would happen because that's probably with everything you're getting five extra pounds. Well, usually you see motorcycles go through like a four-year generation. So this would be four years for the 21. Maybe 22 they're going to come up with something. I hope so, man. COVID's done a number on a lot of R&D teams. So we will see. I know some manufacturers plan on they were going to go get uh, new technology. They're going to develop some things. COVID has hurt that. So now they're just like, okay, we're going to back out of that. Only put this on the bike so the bike won't be all new. There's going to be a couple of bikes like that for next year. Hopefully Suzuki isn't one of those. Hopefully they'll say, hey, we're going to push forward yeah. and try to get some, some more of these sold. I'm curious to see where Suzuki's plan is, business plan is, because you don't see a lot of it. We don't see it in racing. Um, we have the HEP team, obviously. But past that, you're not getting privateers on Suzuki's. You're not buying bikes like that. Um, you don't see a lot of them out here in Southern California. What's their business strategy, I wonder? Because you can't survive if you don't sell motorcycles. And I don't think they're producing as many motorcycles as other manufacturers. I think it'd be a lot of stuff sitting around if they did. So, I don't know. It Any- just depends on the person. You know, I got a, I got a, one of my buddies. He got a 20. And he just likes to go out in the hills and ride. Right. And I'm always like, hey, I got all these. I have, like, all my settings written down. Do you want to do this? We go to the track. Oh, it's fine. I like it. Dude, that is the... I think that's the average dude. It is. That is... Dudes like that are out there more than the guys listening to this podcast because we're techie, want to get things better. I got to try to in, uh, you know, tell you guys, hey, it's okay to buy a Suzuki. Like, it's okay. Just calm down. It's not a bad bike. And honestly, if it wasn't, I wouldn't come on here and do this. I would... You would not see a podcast about Suzuki and you'd wonder, well, I wonder why Kiva didn't do one because it's a piece of shit. And I don't want to talk about it and talk down on something. That's how I normally do this kind of thing is uh, if it's good, I'm going to talk about it. We'll talk about some of the the negatives to it. If it's horrible, I'm not going to announce it to everyone. If you asked me through email, if you came up to me on the track and you say, hey, Kiefer, what about this? You didn't put this on your website. I would tell you the truth. But I'm not here to bash 
fucking people and manufacturers like some other media outlets do. I'm not I'm not in the business to do that. I will tell you the truth if you ask me, but I'm not just going to throw it out there so everyone can talk about it, you know? There are some bad things with the Suzuki. There's a lot of good things. That is like it's like that with a lot of bikes, you know? There's a yeah. lot of negatives to a KTM. There's a lot of negatives to the Yamaha. It just so happens those things have e-starts and they're a little little bit lighter. That's yeah. why all the hate, right? If I was going to get a get a Suzuki right now, the first things I would want to do is get rid of those garbage grips. I don't like all the slack in that throttle tube. Mm-hmm. I'd put some ODIs on there. I, I like the way. You like lock-ons? Yeah. Fuck, I can't stand it. Yeah, I've, I've had like a, a nice. You're a BMX guy, so you, it's like you're used to it. Yeah, it's not. BMX not have bad. lock-ons? No. Really? They're just like sl- slide-ons, hairspray. Oh. oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> but I like the throttle character with those ODIs. Yeah. They, there's not a lot of slack. So Different I, cam. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's just I don't like a lot of slack in my in the throttle. I don't want it to be like I'm gonna get whiskey. Well, you can adjust it. Yeah, yeah. But um, bars. If you're you know crossbar guy, crossbarless, my first thing would be grips, tires, and a li- lowering link, and then you know depending on your budget is where you want to go. But just go in time and then build build it from there. There is a need only article on my site from the Suzuki RMZ450. We call it the need only. Uh, project. So these are only parts that this bike needs. There's a part one and part two. You can go to the archives onto my site on keyforingtesting.com. And uh, Joe and I went through this together and things that the RMZ needs, that, those things are still, they roll over into the 2021 bike as well. So go check that out on my site. Lots of good things that this bike needs and not wants. So a want to me would be like, I need a, I want a muffler. Yeah, it's going to help a little bit. It's not something that this bike needs. It's um, not terrible, but no. it does feel better with the muffler assist. It's a little bit more <clears throat> RPMers, but honestly, when you ride it, I'm like, huh. well, it depends on which one you're riding with. But I rode with some. I'm like, eh, it's a little bit better in the middle. Might give you a little bit more bottom, but it's not huge. I don't know if I want to spend a thousand bucks on something I'm barely feeling. You know, there's yeah. a lot of other avenues out there to ca- to take care of the Suzuki. And uh, spend your money more wisely. That's why we do these shows. Great. Anything else you want to say, Dallas, before we head out here? I know you uh, you look tired. Yeah, I still got to go home and edit photos now. You got to edit photos. Got to wash the bike. At least there are photos of you. Well, I'm going to get. And more. that's more fun. Yeah. To look at my lame ass <laughs> or Aiden's. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Thank, thanks to Spencer for shooting some stuff today. Yeah, Spencer Owens. He does uh, the Racer X side, the video. Thanks, Simon Cudby, for editing these videos. And, of course, you guys want to listen to uh, Sal, oh, a yeah. random uh, RMZ. He was pumped. He was really he was pumped. Really excited. You can go to racerxonline.com this week. Sal, me, Dallas, Kenny, we're all here. We're talking RMZs, and uh, we're going to go over the good points, the bad points, just like we did here. But you can see the bike in action and look at our ugly mug, mugs while doing that. Yeah, Hopefully that video wasn't too bad. If you think Dallas is a five, hit me up, Chris at keyforinktesting dot com. He uh, he does have a chick, so he's not single. He used to be, so he's uh, he's on lock right now. Yep. We will see Good. how that works in the future. Hopefully uh, it all pans out. Anything you want to talk about there? No, that's. I'm trying. I almost got her for coffee and keepers. I'd love to have you guys for coffee with the keepers. Uh, Travis and Allie are on deck. She said she's just going to talk shit about me on the things I like Perfect. to do. We love <laughs> that. But fun. there are some things that we're going to go over with Coffee with the Keepers that are, I've got some good emails, some good topics. And Heather and I. It's like your own after dark right there. It is. It could be. It is. Um, it's hard to sell, honestly, because some people don't want to touch the sex part of yeah. the of the pod. <clears throat> so, uh, But we do have some coffee companies that want to come on board, so maybe we'll have a new one on the next show. You got the CBD, right? Uh, yes, CBD's in. You got any extra? Because I want to try it on my shoulder. Yeah, I do, I think. We'll give you some. All right. Icon CBD, I-K-O-N-CBD.com. You guys want to try it. They are a Coffee with the Kiefer's advertiser. Very good stuff. And, of course, all the advertisers here on the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast. Go support them. As always, any questions about these guys that are on the show my email, my door is open. I'm leaving for Colorado next week, so I'm going to be gone for two weeks. Try to do one show while I'm there, but you're not going to get two shows out of me in two weeks next week. I'm going to try to detach a little bit, Dallas. 
You need you need a vacation. You need to go out and just. It's, it's, you need to go get a hammock and go lay up in the in, up in the trees and feel like I like could a, do that. It wouldn't last a very long time because as as you probably be thinking about work. Yes. <laughs> as much as I complain about, oh, I need more free time. I need to back out. Uh, I don't have a lot of um, of that chill in me. I got to do something. That's how I am. I get like that. Like I want to rest and I want to do this stuff, but then I feel like, oh shit, I'm missing out. I just love dirt bikes so much. Yeah. Like it does get, I want to say, it's not hard. It's a different kind of hard, but it's enjoyable. I like helping people. I love dirt bikes. I like the feeling. I'm kind of moody right now because I haven't ridden in a week. And that's really abnormal for me because I'm like a five day a week guy. The thing I feel, I'm so stoked to be riding again. I know. Which I think I have another doctor's appointment. I think on the fifteenth. So hopefully, getting hurt sucks. People get moody, dude. Especially dudes that love to ride. It's oh, not. Yeah. A, it's not good for the psyche. But at least you have other things you like to do. The dude. Camera. It was like a total release for me. Yeah, you you shoot photos. You like to ride your bicycle. You have other shit. Yeah, like, I I'm one dimensional, dude. We gotta get you on doing some other stuff. What? I don't like to do anything. You always adjusting that microphone. I don't. What is with you in that microphone? I'm taking a drink of water. Uh, relax. <laughs> You're not that parched. I need to figure something out that I like to do. You don't know what it is, dude. No. I wouldn't know either. Heather doesn't know either. Poor Heather. I feel sorry for her. <laughs> God. All right. This has been uh, RMZ 450-250 Talk 2021 edition. As always, thank you guys for listening to the show. It keeps us up and moving by supporting these advertisers that are on the show. Hopefully, we'll be back one uh, next week. I... uh you know what you need to sit in with me? I got all my notes compiled finally for the gear shootout. Gear shootout. Um, but I'm going to wait on you and Vaj to do it together. Okay. So maybe we can do that when we get back. Lots of gear. Just because uh, FXR is an advertiser on this show doesn't mean we're going to suck them off on this gear <laughs> podcast. Okay? There's a lot of other gear companies that have great, great gear. We're going to talk about those. We're going to talk about the flaws. We're going to cover it all. I think there's uh, nine, ten sets of gear. To go over, and you you help me with this a little bit. Uh, Alpine Star and Liat. There you go. So we're going to talk about that. So stay tuned for that when we get back from Colorado. And if you're in Colorado, come by. We're going to be at Thunder Valley. We'll be at Brush. We'll be at Milliken. Uh, and we're going to some race in Colorado. I wish I knew what it's called. I don't. But we're going to some race up in, uh, God dang it, northern Colorado, northeastern Colorado. Aiden going to race? Yes. So hopefully we'll see you at the track. Come by and say hi, and we will see you when we get back.